this series is entitled Bodybuilders. And um, this, you know, just so you know, Ryan is not going to be up here like uh, pushing weights or bending rebar. Um, but we are going to talk about building and being the body of Christ. Um, speaking of bodies, our bodies are just, they're intricately made uh, things that God has created. We have uh, many, many different parts. And the amazing thing is, although we are made up of so many living things, cells, organs, tissues, bones, we are still one person with one living conscious. We're still, all of these different things, the, the cells and, 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 and how they have their own membranes inside of them and they all come together to, to create these different things, we're still one person with one living conscious. Though many, we are one. As we begin this, this new series, my prayer is that you would really understand that you are a part of the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know that's a cliche and it's something that you've probably heard, but you may not have had a full understanding of what that really means. But my prayer is that you would really understand, that you would grasp what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. That you would know how important you are. That you would understand your significance, how important you are to this local body and to the, the entire body of Christ and to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. You are not insignificant. You're not just, you know, just this, oh, I just happen to be here. Or I'm just here. No, you carry a value. I pray that you would understand that as you're here, you are not just filling a seat. You're not just doing this, this weekly checklist thing. There is an active role that you have been called and created to play. And you and only you can do it. You are a vital piece of the body. And without that peace, we suffer. We need your peace. During 2020, I had the distinct privilege, like many of you, of having too much time on my hands. And while I did that, I picked up a few useless hobbies. Uh, while working out was definitely not one of those hobbies, um, uh, along with my ability to wreck my nieces and nephews on VR, I, I picked up something called puzzling. Puzzling. Now, before you laugh and joke, and try to judge me, I'm not talking about cats and clouds, okay? We're not talking about that type of puzzling. The, the, this, this type of puzzling is called 3D mechanical model puzzles. And if you're not familiar with those, uh, with those and what they look like, we have a few of them here, uh, here but also on the screen. This is one that's here that I, I, I did myself. Um, uh, it's not easy, guys. Let me tell you, it's, it's definitely not easy. We got a couple more pictures of it there so that you can see it. Uh, there are a lot of different pieces that make up this puzzle. 
There are a lot of different things that have to come together uh, to make this happen. The thing that intrigued me most was how it winds up when it's done, when it's over, when it's finished, what it would look like. The thing that intrigued me most is, 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 is how these tiny pieces would come together to form one dynamic piece. And how each piece individually would work together to make the entire mechanism work. You see, this may look like a, a Porsche 911, uh, but this is a lot of pieces that have been put together to create something. Individual pieces. Now, I will admit, this one I didn't have the time to put together. Uh, my niece put this one together. And as you see, there are all of these thousands of pieces put together to make one beautiful model. You walk past and you say, oh, that's, that's, that's nice right there. That's, that's, that's nice. It, it, but it took pieces this small to create something this big. Now after well spent, well considering, well spent hours, trial and error, frustration, when I finally got a few of these puzzles together, I, I realized a few things. Every piece in the box is intentional. Contrary to what most husbands believe, they don't give you extra pieces. Yeah. Each piece is intentional and each piece is needed to make the puzzle work. Yeah. Another thing I notice is that every piece must be in its correct place doing the job that it was created to do in order for the mechanisms to move as they were intended to and for the piece as a whole to move as it was supposed to. See, see, the steering wheel needs to be in place so that the wheels move, but the axle needs to be in place so that it can connect to the steering wheel, so that it can connect to the turning mechanism, so that the wheels can move. Each piece had to be in place. The third thing I noticed was that each piece has its own unique function. If a piece is broken, there is no extras. And if the mechanism is able to work in spite or of the pieces that are missing, it made it extremely difficult to move because the other pieces are now doing twice the amount of work to get the same result. You didn't catch it? Yeah, you'll, you'll catch it in a second. Paul speaks to the church in Romans, and he put it like this. Romans chapter 12, verse 4, I want to read it out of the Amplified. It says, for just as in one physical body, we have many parts, and these parts do not have all the same functions or special use, so we who are many, are nevertheless just one body in Christ. And individually, we are parts of one another. 
mutually dependent on each other. Here's the Passion Translation. It breaks it down a little bit. It says, in the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. And so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we have all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we are vitally joined to one another with each contributing to the other. Passing translation says we're vitally joined together. The Amplified says we're mutually dependent on each other. What this means is that every single person who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior is a part of the body. And every single person who is a part of the body is needed. Listen to me. We need your peace. We need your peace. We need your peace. The idea that, you know what, I'm just going to come in and I'm going to leave. I'm just going to be in and out. You know, I'm going to get the message. I'm going to hear it. And then I'm going to just go ahead and make my way on out. This idea that that is the sum of our Christian walk is just showing up for service is not what God intended for the church. It is not what God intended for the church. The church is not the building. We are the church. And together, we make up the body of Christ. Vital organs are called vital because they are absolutely necessary to sustain life. He says we are vitally joined together. That means you and I, we are vitally important to sustain the life of the body of Christ. You need the body. This idea that I can be saved, you know, I, I, I can be saved, but you know what? I don't, I don't mess with the church. I don't, I don't fool with the church. I, I love Jesus, but, but I, don't, I don't fool with the body. That is a lie. That is a lie. You need the body and the body needs you. We need your peace. We need your peace. D.L. Moody, um, uh, he tells the story of a man that he met. This man says to Moody, he says, uh, I believe I can be just as good as a Christian with the church as I can be without it. Uh, first of all, D.L. Moody would have been the last person that I would have said that to, uh, but he didn't say anything. Instead, he goes over to this uh, a fireplace where uh, a fire was blazing. It was giving heat against the winter because it was so cold there. Uh, he removed a single burning coal. And he placed it to the fireside. The two men sat in silence as the hot coal died out. I see, said the other man, I'll be in church on Sunday. This idea that we can isolate ourselves and just and stay on fire. This idea that we can just, no, 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 I don't need it. I'm just going to sit over here by myself and... You will. We need each other. We need each other. We are the body. We need each other. Paul uh, uh, mentions the word body in, in 1 Corinthians 18 times. 
18 times he mentions the word body. His conclusion in this chapter, and we're about to read it, he says that we must be connected to each order, each other in order to be what God wants us to be. As believers, our spiritual well-being depends on our connection with Christ through the body. This idea that the world tells us, you don't need nobody. You don't need nobody. You could just do this on your own. Just be, you can do it. You can do bad all by yourself. You don't need no, we don't need nobody. This is the exact opposite of the kingdom of God. We need each other. And when we recognize the value that one another holds, when we recognize the vitality that one another holds, it enables us to appreciate every single part of the body. We begin to appreciate those things. I, I had a, 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 my mom is here. She's a, a, up in the tech booth right now. And, and uh, when I was young, she would, uh, we were living uh, in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Uh, oh, no, actually, we were in Atlanta, Georgia at this time. And my mom would tell me not to run around the house. Uh, now I'm the baby, so I do what I want. So I ran, uh, I proceeded to run around the house. Um, but when you uh, don't do what you're told to do, you have to suffer the consequences that come along with not doing what you're told to do. So I proceeded to run around the house. I hit my toe up against a glass window. I had no socks on. I proceeded to break the glass window and slice my pinky toe right in half. That day I had to go to the emergency room and I had to spend a couple weeks without a pinky toe. And I never knew how much I needed my pinky toe until I didn't have access to it anymore. And I was like, I've never remembered feeling my uh, pinky toe before. I can't walk straight. I, I need, and and I'm, I'm thinking that people are exaggerating. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to need some crutches and you're going to need this. I'm like, it's just, I barely use it. <laughs> but when it wasn't there... I realized how vital it was to me being able to walk. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul is talking to the church in Corinthians, and he says this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 19, he says this. Just as the human body is one, though it has many parts together, it forms one body, so too is Christ. For by one spirit, we are all immersed and mingled into one single body. And get this, no matter our status, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, whether we oppressed or free, whether uh, 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 we know or we don't know, we are privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. In fact, the human body is not one single part, but rather many parts mingle into one. So uh, uh, ironically, he talks about the foot here. So if the foot were to say, since I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body. It's forgetting that it's still a vital part. If the ear were to say, since I'm, uh, if the ear were to say, since I'm not an eye, then I must not be a part of the body. It is forgetting that it is still an important part of the body. He says, think of it this way: if the whole body were just an eyeball, how could it hear sounds? 
And if the whole body were just an ear, how could it smell different fragrances? But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as it desires, as he desires. He says uh, diversity is required. For if the body consisted of one single part, it wouldn't be the body at all. It wouldn't be the body at all. When I look at this scripture, I think about, you know, uh, during the week, my, um, we have these, uh, uh, these uh, what is it, Freshly? Is it called Fresh to Go? Freshly? No, my name paying us. But they get, they get, we get these bags of food. We're going to buy a free promo. Uh, we get these bags of food. And when I come home, uh, my wife is cooking dinner. And I love to come home to cooking dinner. But my entire body responds to my wife cooking dinner. When I wash my hands and I come home and I sit at the table, my entire body, not just one part, my entire body begins to respond to what's about to happen. My eyes, my ears begin to hear the pots cooking and hear the grounding of the salt and the pepper. My, 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 my nose begins to smell the oil and the, and, and the, and the garlic and the onions that are, that are happening. My eyes are, are seeing her, her move back and forth when, when the plate comes, my, 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 my hands, hallelujah, uh, uh, get the fork and I begin to eat. My tongue begins to taste. My entire body is responding. It's not just one part that responds. The entire body responds. I don't know about y'all, but I need every part to eat. Every part is vital to us fulfilling what God has called us to do. Every part is vital. What does that mean? What is Paul talking about here? He says, it doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter what our financial status is. It doesn't matter what our educational status is. It doesn't matter our, our social status. It doesn't matter our race or our political affiliation. We all play an equally vital role in the body of Christ. Not just the parts you like. Not just the parts you like. Each of us play a vital role in the body. And we need your peace. We need your peace. And you may think, well, Pastor, I can't sing. Hallelujah. Okay. I can't play drums. I can't preach. But there is a specific gift that God has given you to benefit this body and the body of Christ as a whole. And that gift needs to be activated and it needs to be used. Quit being selfish. God is giving you a gift. He's giving you an ability. You're like, nah, I'm just going, you know. And here's the thing. When we go on a job, we're going to use everything we have and all the gifts that we have and need to make sure we stay at that job. We're going to use everything we have. Oh, oh, do you have typing skills? I sure do have typing skills. Did you need typing skills? Because I can type all day long. We're in an interview. Do you have personality skills? Well, yes, I love talking to people. I, I love, you, you will use all of the things that you have for the world. But God says, I gave you that gift. 
I gave it to you. And I didn't just give it to you so that you could go to work and use it, so that you could use it for the world. Yes, it will benefit of the world, but the purpose that I gave it to you was so that it would benefit the kingdom and the body of Christ. We need your peace. Each and every one of us has been given a peace. First Corinthians, uh, uh, Pastor, how, 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 did, how are you sure about that? Because you say everyone, and I, I just don't think, you know, I've been, I've been saved. I, I don't think that the Lord gave me anything. I think my calling is just to sit in the seat. Okay. All right. First Corinthians chapter 12, we'll go right back there, and we'll go to what Paul's conversation is before we just read, and we'll start at verse 6, and it says, The same God distributes different kind of miracles that accomplish different results. How? How does he do that? Through each believer's gift and ministry. Some believers, a few believers, a couple of believers. No, he says through each believer's gift and ministry as he energizes and activates them. Each believer is given continuous revelation of the Holy Spirit on how to benefit not just himself, but all. Give me an example, Paul. He says, for example, the Spirit gives to one the gift of the word of wisdom. And he gives to another the same Spirit. He gives uh, uh, the gift of the word of revelation knowledge. To another, the same spirit gives the gift of faith. And to another, the same spirit gives the gift of healing. And to another, the power work miracles. And to another, the gift of prophecy. And to another, the gift to discern what the spirit is speaking. And to another, the gift of speaking different kind of tongues. And to another, the gift of interpretation of the tongues. I'm sorry, but when I look at it, it looks like all of us have been given a gift. We need your peace. I don't know what your gift is, but you do. Pastor, I don't know what my gift is. Pray about it. I guarantee you that the Lord will reveal that to you. Each and every one of us has a peace or a gift that is vital to the body. And until we walk in that gift and utilize that gift to serve the body, the body will be in lack. Body of Christ, this local body, the body of Christ, the big C, it will be in lack. The gift that God has placed inside of you is unique to you. I can't do what you were created to do. And you can't do what I was created to do. But when we walk in our gifts and we come together as the body of Christ, Everything changes. Everything changes. If it feels like something is missing in this body, could it be that you aren't fulfilling your role? We got a lot of suggestions. We got a lot of things that I think we should do. Pastor, I think we should do. Pastor, I think we should do. Hey, pastor, have you thought about He gave you the gift. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll suggest that, that, that gift so we ain't got to do it. Well, Lord, I told him. I don't know, God. I, I said, I just, I don't know, Jesus. He said, I gave you the gift. 
I didn't give you the gift to go tell somebody else about the gift. I gave you the gift to do what I've gifted you to do. The body misses out when we decide not to step up. But when we come together and use our gift, when we serve the church, when we serve the body of Christ, we become the fulfillment of what John 13 said when Jesus said, by this all men will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have with one for another. Well, how do you, how do you suppose that, Pastor? How, how, how does, what does one have to do with the, another? Ephesians chapter uh, 4, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed, head of the body, the church. Here we go. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. Here we go. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And here's what he says. What happens when I use my gift? What happens when I put fear down? What happens when I put my excuses aside? What happens when I do that? He says, and as these gifts operate effectively throughout the body, we are built up and made perfect in love. He says that's where it comes in. Because as we begin to work together, as we begin to use those, those various gifts that God has given us, as we begin to, to get to know one another, he says, he says there is a, a building up of the body that happens. And we're made perfect in love. I'm reminded through these examples of the 12 boys and their soccer coach who got stranded couple years back for two weeks inside a cave they were in the outskirts of, of Thailand it was one of the kids birthday and he went in for a uh, excursion and some of y'all may think you know well, why did he do that you know that's kind of but this is just what they did this was a part of their culture they like to explore uh, the different lands and the different mountainscapes and things that were there and it was his birthday and he goes in and his coach goes with him the whole team goes in and what was supposed to be a couple of hours wound up being stranded for two weeks family begins to worry and people begin to worry it makes the news it makes the national news and these kids are stranded inside and the reason that they were stranded is because the tide had had come in and and the water level began to raise it wasn't supposed to happen till 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 later but but the water level began to raise and they were literally fighting for time for their lives So the people of Thailand, they come together and they start, start digging. 
and the digging doesn't work and, and, and people find out about it and they start to get some engineers and the engineers can't feel, uh, uh, figure it out. They, they try to get dogs and the dogs can't figure it out and, and, and some of the dogs don't make it back and they're trying to figure out what they need to do. And they go on the news and they beg for help. These boys' lives are at stake. And something happened. People from all across the world began to make their way to Thailand to save these boys' lives. Some of the smartest engineers began to come from all over the world. Elon Musk came and offered a shuttle or whatever it is he had to, to, to help them. Uh, the, some of the smartest scientists, the, all of these people from all across the world, from all of these different places, with all of these different gifts came together. They came together and they began to put their gifts together. And as a result of them doing that, at the end of those two weeks, those boys' lives were saved. Their very lives were saved. What would it look like if we as the body came together and began using our gifts that God gave us? Could we save 12? Could we save more? Could we save our, our, our family members? Could, could, could they experience the love of Jesus because we came together to use our gifts? Could the city of Woodland be turned upside down with the love of God because a group of people came together and decided to be the body of Christ? Because a group of people decided to come together and stop coming to church and started being the church. It can only happen when you bring your peace. You need the body and the body needs you. Each one of you were given a bag on your way in. And in that bag are a few Legos. And if your kids get them and you step on them in the middle of the night, that is not the intention. But if nothing, I want you to just take a look at these Legos. And I want you to understand that you are a piece. And we need your peace. We need your peace. Because with every Lego you have, if we had time today and, and, and we had a, uh, the instructions, each one of you would begin bringing a piece. And as we put those pieces together, it would create something beautiful. And so as you hold these Legos, as you take them home, as you see them on the floor, as you step on them, I want you to remember that we need your peace. The body of Christ needs your peace. 
this body, Limitless Church, needs your peace. Each piece is significant. Each piece matters. Each piece is needed. When you bring your peace, and I bring my peace, and everyone brings their pieces together, we do what God has created the body of Christ to do. Would you stand with me?